Listen up, Needle Nose. It's Cape Crisis, the comic book podcast every week on the Laser Time Podcast Network. And I am your host, Henry Gilbert. That is H E N E R E Y G on Twitter. I like hearing it all the way through that. Uh, and you heard that, ah, that's returning co-host. Oh, was, oh I wasn't here last week. Yeah, you, you missed out. I was out. out of town in the other room. Yes. Um, I'm Chris Antista. Hey, and Brad Elston's here. Yet again. I'm going in a circle here, Brad. You're, you're a regular fixture now, thanks to patreon.com slash laser time success. Mm-hmm. And also, we got Dave the... Walking Dave, Dave the turntable slave, Rudden. <laughs> and now he's representing the New York New, New York, Knicks. York Knickerbockers. You're such a fair weather sports fan. I, 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 supporting them just because they're playing? No, it matches my shirt today. So. Oh. Yep, no idea that's you put right. this kind of effort in your attire. I say wearing the loudest, most garish <laughs> items you have of clothing I own. Camouflage and then a multicolor Mickey jacket on top of it. You can I, see it. I slept in this shirt, and I'll go to sleep in this shirt. <laughs> mm. I can what's barely, the, I can barely what's smell. The, what's the point? Um, oh, I can't smell because my nose is all stuffed up. I'm worried I've gotten uh, okay. pneumonia. You got you to gotta edit out your own <laughs> coughs now. Uh, well, I'll do my best, guys. <laughs> so before we jump into what you've been reading, which is a ton of Marvel books, that's mm-hmm. what I think we already the most of i did read jughead 2 as well and it was a really fun little book i liked it uh, a lot it 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 uh what's the word i'm looking for it walks the line really well between being an all-ages book with a little bit of bite to it Mm. that that jughead is like a fun he's a fun character who just like his thing is i bend the rules i don't break them but he finds fun ways to bend the rules all the time I, I do wonder that, like the the Archie is basically undergoing a modern reboot, right? Yeah, there's I mean, no, there's in no, the middle of it now. There's yeah. no vanilla Archie. There's not old Archie left. Uh, yes and no. The the single issues of mm-hmm. Archie that were published, those are gone, but they make new old Archie stories in the di- digests. Like if oh, you're so a five year old still buying digests, you're getting a new. That's, that's what I was wondering. Like, and I haven't heard any complaints mm-hmm. about it because maybe the demographic for that is all dead. <laughs> yeah, could out be. of control with that soundboard. Uh, but yeah, I just figured there'd be ju- like Archie purists out there complaining about the new bite of the new Archie comics, and I have not seen that at all. No, I don't think there really are. So Archie is it possible Pierce. Archie was publishing books for no one this whole time? Well, I also and- think they're really Chip Zdarsky is he as weird and out there as he is, and as a guy who draws vaginas and penises all the time and sex criminals. He he has a real good grip on what makes Jughead a great book for kids and adults yeah. alike, in that it's it's fun and it's not insulting, and the Jughead is a is a gluttonous jerk who uh, daydreams too much, mm-hmm. and it also he has a the he does a fun thing in his book that uh, Wade did in the first three issues of Archie as well, which is they include an old. Uh, Archie issue, and by old I mean sixty years ago. What? And show like, see, this oh, is yeah, in the yeah. spirit of the art of the Jughead book I'm doing now. Yeah. Jughead's doing all this fun Back stuff. When Archie here. was actually small. One of the last week's episode, uh, the previous issue, had a flashback where Jughead basically becomes magic. Like mm-hmm. he he has this uncle he'd never seen before or since who invented a special like flubber, basically that made him a football star. It was very strange. And that was from, like, 1949 or something. Like, Hitler was only slightly dead at that point. Uh, but I guess, really, what most of us read here were a bunch of Marvel. We just did a bunch of Marvel cramming. I read a here. little bit of something else, and I oh. just want to say happy birthday, Calvin and Hobbes. Oh, 13, boy. 30 years old from the yeah. day of this recording, oh. it was published. Um, 30 yeah. years ago, man. 30 years ago. That makes me want to say... I think if you were to put try and make a list of newspaper comics launched in the last 10 years you would come up with like six things newspaper comics launched 30 years ago and over a majority of what's still being published well I mean the comic page is dead like it's not a say that Plugging the documentary stripped once again. Well, I mean, it's it's alive. Web comics are more alive than ever, and making you know dudes like Penny Arcade's millions. Mm-hmm. But uh, the Bill Watersons of the world, they're not. They it's it's kind of like how boxing sucks now because mm-hmm. all these dudes train for UFC. And I think it's the same deal that like comic strips suck now because the dudes who would have drawn the next. Garfield mm-hmm. then went to other arenas and drew stuff elsewhere. Mm-hmm. 
But okay, let's talk about Star Wars, huh? If they could. Bar Wars. Did you watch that trailer for the mm. Bill Murray Christmas yes, special? Yes, oh, I did. Him singing with Miley Cyrus. Very Murray Chris, whom I like a lot for some reason. Oh. Uh, she appeared nude in a magazine. Good for her. I mean, she's appeared nude in lots of magazines. <laughs> What the hell? I'm going to take that soundboard back from you. Uh, but no, Star Wars issue 12 finished up their second storyline, which mm-hmm. had uh, some closure on uh, Han's wife. Had some of that, and it had. Uh, I don't want to spoil it because it was like one of the best. You guys were witness to me reading it. Yeah, there's Dave. a really was, great moment in there. I that... was laughing out loud because not of like this is funny, but the, I just so exciting like. This is an awesome yeah. moment. Like this feels yeah. like a fan fictiony moment yeah. of, it actually of feels wish like, fulfillment. It feels so crazy that it's the first thing I've encountered because I loved it, but like this doesn't. This shouldn't be here. Like this, <laughs> this can have actually happened in between the movies, and no one acknowledges it. They're really skirting a line of like, wait, no, they did. If they did this stuff between Star Wars and Empire, this is a this is I mean, a lot. I mean, we all know Donald Duck didn't show up. There. Stop uh, it. <laughs> They they met a space creature that just happens oh. to look exactly like Donald Duck and talk just like him too. <laughs> Have you seen those pictures of that green rabbit, the infamous green rabbit, who uh, space alien from the original? So when they had Bucky the original, yeah. the, he pretty much was uh, from the. Uh, you guys will have to look this up yourselves. I forget his name, but in the original Marvel comic based on Star Wars, uh, they ah, had yes. three years to make stuff before Empire came out and rewrote all the rules. So they were running out of alien. <laughs> in there, so they just made up a guy that is a green rabbit in a red in outfit, a humanoid rabbit guy. I love it. Wow. An old now friend today of he sells Street Pass games. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that, he that, teaches me how development works. Those Nintendo rabbits could sell me anything. Yeah. That's true. Uh, Brett, but you read Vader Down, which is yeah. the start of the newest. Story so I have line. a weird thing where I've kept up with Darth Vader, but I haven't read any Star Wars yet. Really? Huh. So I'm on the opposite side because I don't think you guys have kept up with Vader. No, but no, I've been no. Star Wars. Was there a reason? Reason for that, or I don't know why, but Vader really speaks to me in this like it's maintaining his villainy while also still <laughs> channeling bureaucracy. Yeah, like have him having <laughs> to like battling bureaucracy, battling bureaucracy, but then still being a villain, and like he will still like do mean spirited things, but because most of the what he's trying to do deals with like secrets mm-hmm. and behind the scenes stuff. It's it's a clever way for him to mostly only kill bad, other bad guys mm. or other criminals. Mm. Uh, but in the first issue of Vader Down, he like mops the floor with so many rebels, like oh, really, like, like all pretty, those rebel scum, pretty uh, like kills dozens of people. Uh, that's awesome. Um, it's disturbing. It, it, playing Battlefront this week, and I got that vibe. Like, yeah, you don't actually see Vader kill anybody. He kills like, other Empire yeah. employees. Like, yeah, he chokes like, them to death. Yeah. But when you unleash him on something, like I forgot how devastating this could be, even though it's never technically shown in the film. Yeah, mm-hmm. Vader Down mm-hmm. Number One does a really good job of showing like. You never really got to see Vader do any of that stuff because mm-hmm. by the original trilogy, he's old and a robot. And in the new trilogy, thought it would be great if he only showed up in Vader's <laughs> costume for six seconds. Mm-hmm. Um, so you never really get to see him do Vader-y things. And maybe one of the cartoons, the CG cartoons, has done that. I don't he's know. He's appeared in Rebels. I know that. Yeah, maybe they get into it. But mm-hmm. like this is, and he's not like flipping around doing crazy stuff. It's just mm-hmm. they. The art and the, the 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 way the panels break down really sell. Like, oh, he is. Still quite a badass and and a, and a formidable opponent. Now, one of my favorite visuals uh, from the entire series is Vader. Vader walking through the Hoth space, uh, mm. like his black yeah. outfit against the white yeah. of the their built rebel base. It, that's him, but I guess he doesn't really kill many people. He's just really being marched through there. Yeah. No, but Vader, uh, it leads into Vader down nicely. Uh, this is a five-part storyline. Yeah, and they're doing the uh, Battle of the Atom thing where I got to jump around comics. and. Yeah, oh, it's really? a classic-style crossover where it's happening in Star Wars and Vader at the same time. And then Vader down also is its mm. own comic. Vader yeah. down starts it sort of like how Age of Apocalypse Alpha yeah. began Age of Apocalypse. Yeah. Same deal. That's I mean, it's a classic uh, but thing. It, Shows it's you how strange. big it's gotten. They're doing a classic crossover. Yeah, it's weird though. Of all the things I'm reading, I I think Vader's my favorite comic. Wow. Like, I don't know why. Like it's just there's just something about if you watching like the writer, him deal with this bullshit is really entertaining. You and, know, the ro- and, and very Shield like where he's almost about to get caught. Yeah. Uh, not Marvel's Agents of Shield. No, no, but no, not at the all. Shield. The Shield. Well, if you like that, you should follow the writer Karen Gillen to his other books. He did Wicked and Divine is one mm. of them, and. Uh, 
It's a hidden new Avengers. They're both really good. His... I did start reading uh, mm-hmm. Ministry of Space or whatever. <coughs> Ministry of Space? Yeah. Oh, yeah, the Warren Ellis book from last week. Yes. I, I, Enjoying I, I, it? I haven't finished it. But I'll have a report next week. Okay. Well, we'll Ministry of Space.biz. Well, let's get really <laughs> into all new, all different Marvel then, why don't we? I read a lot of that. Uh, not just I read stuff from last week that I'll just touch on briefly. I also, Brett, really enjoyed all new, all different Avengers, and I agree. Yeah. The second story was yeah. better than the first. Yeah, I love the Mar- Captain Mar- uh, Miss Marvel and uh, Nova. Marvel and Nova's like meet cute. Was I, yeah. I like that? Yeah. And I read Uncanny Avengers too, and I'm kind of liking that book less as I go. I don't know. And same with Nova number one. I thought I'd really like Nova number one, but it, it kind of just like. I don't know. It feels like it's treading water. It ends with a reveal that I'm like, this could have been the middle of the book. This is taking too long, this, yeah. this reveal. There's too much. Look, just looked at my, fro- my phone and just hear a bunch of people getting old. That's all I can hear. <laughs> too long. Uh, and then Web Warriors 1, which is the Spider-Verse spinoff where hmm. uh, spider characters who aren't big enough for their own book get to team up to go across multiple universes to help people who don't have spider people. Excuse me. It's the only place you're going to see Spider Ham in the in all new, all different Marvel. Does this this have any? Did did Secret Wars have any effect on this? Sort of. I don't know. It barely. It it was Secret Wars. Doesn't matter. Stop thinking about Secret Wars. I cannot. They have to wrap that up. It's not over yet. I know. And I also read Ultimates One from last week, which I really liked. It was. uh, uh, it's an interesting take. So it's not connected to Ultimates Universe, right. Ultimates, pretty much in any way, but they are based in the Triskillian, mm. and they work for a Nick Fury who looks like Sam Jackson. But their style of... It's about them solving... It's sort of like Solve Everything from mm. Iron Man, where they're just like, no, we're going to fix stuff. We're, right. we're not... This super team isn't about punching people in the face. And I, it, it has that kind of feel of... The ult- classic Ultimates books where they don't feel the need to have a fight every issue. Mm. Mm-hmm. So I like that. Uh, but then for this week, I read Extraordinary X-Men 2, and I'm honestly just... Uh, it just feels so bad for the mutants. Like, it just sucks to be mutants, man. And they completely dumped a lot of storyline. just didn't like a one-off word balloon. They're like, yeah, that stuff Bendis did in 600, that doesn't count anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, remember when they stuck... Her and Beast seemed like they... Gene and Beast seemed like they were at the start of a relationship. Yeah. Yeah, they're not doing that. That's that's over. That, yeah. Which, again, she, she put it pretty well. Just, it felt like kissing my brother. Yeah, that's <laughs> kind of what it would feel like to kiss Beast for her, I would think. She'd not be into Beast. Anyway, it was a good book. I love the art on it. I read Deadpool number two. Again, I, I desperately want to know what happened in the Secret Wars and why the hell Deadpool <laughs> is running the Avengers and almost the entire comic focuses on this team of, like, Z-grade Marvel heroes in Deadpool outfits doing heroes for hire work who is, who then sue Deadpool for using the heroes of hire, for hire name. It's really funny, but it's just like, how do we get here? I guess after after a while, I, maybe I won't care. It's just it's just madcap silliness in a new status quo. But I, I gotta say, I still am curious. What the fuck? What the fuck? I'm, when are well, we gonna see the end of Secret Is that December? I, I'm gonna tell you now, Chris. I think even if you see the end of Secret Wars, which should be next it, month, it probably won't validate everything that's happened. No, <laughs> eight months have passed between Secret Wars and now, so it didn't. Like they're not the end of that's not gonna explain a lot of stuff. It's about making you. I've said this before. These all these stats quiz are about making you ask why mm-hmm. and sticking around for six to twelve issues to find out. Yeah, like, I probably will. As long, when they say like an extraordinary X Men, Cyclops is dead, or like we can't believe the thing Cyclops did. They're being vague, so you'll keep reading to find out the secret. Isn't the new uh, Deadpool or the Deadpool remaster out this ah, week? Ah, yes, or? the Deadpool remaster yeah. game is out this week. Oh, it came yeah. out on PS4 and Xbox One. Well, fuck my face. I <laughs> bought the 360 one because I thought I had a collector's item in my hands. Yeah, uh, sorry. They must have ago. renegotiated their deal with Marvel or Boo whatever. Who knows? But yeah, it's it's back. I think they also are not going to make a new one so nah. for the movie. So no. eh, this will just be that. Yeah, you figure they would have held it off to time it with the movie a little yeah. bit. But. Mm. I guess this gets it in stores till that. Well, yeah, we the movie that, comes out in like February or yeah, so. Yeah, I think people yeah. are probably. I think people are people are hyped about it now mm-hmm. en- oh, enough to the point where like someone going shopping during the holidays would be like, "Ah, oh, my son's looking forward to that Deadpool movie. Let me get mm-hmm. in the game." When Deadpool, no, Deadpool is the first superhero movie of next year, I believe. So 
Get ready to laugh. The first of 20? The first of... Yeah, it really is. There's so goddamn many next year. That's not that many. Well, I think, it, I think it's February, Deadpool, March, Superman versus Batman, mm-hmm. May, Civil War? I think so. I think, yeah. And then Jessica Jones next Friday. Woo! Yeah. No, this Friday. This Friday, my bad. This Friday, bad. Jessica Jones. I'm, I'm looking forward to that. I think maybe... Brett, you and I's first superhero commentary track for oh. the Patreon should be the first episode of that. Ah. Didn't it specify? <laughs> but after Thanksgiving, didn't it specify uh, cartoons though? I guess it you're did. trying to wiggle it's out true. of it now. No, no with no with uh, Jessica Jones, you don't have to worry about commercials. This is true. Yeah, they, it'll be much easier to sync up. I don't know. But I do know that we should move on to another thing. Uh, I read Spider Woman number one as well, which is about the pregnant Spider Woman, Jessica Drew. So in the eight-month gap, she got uh, prego, and she is eight months pregnant at the start of the book. It's like a shitload of spider babies? Uh, She says it is a regular human baby. All right. And she will not say who the father is. So again, here's that's the secret to keep you reading. Who fathered this baby? Who is the father of Spider Boy? My bet is Manny Eric. That's my bet. Because she's hanging out with him, yeah. She's hanging out with him a lot. His wife's dead. Hmm. That's who I think it is. But uh, it was a fun book. It's it's written in the much like the I, I liked the fir- the last run of Spider Woman before Secret Wars, mm-hmm. and this is the same team. It's just the new status quo. She's pregnant. Well, speaking, where, where is Daredevil now? Um, that's waiting until like December or something. Is it? I think. Okay. But he's getting a reboot, and there again another thing that's not explained. His secret identity is back. Nobody, Nobody knows, knows who he is again. All right, uh, and this is it time, fall again already. And <laughs> and this time the the big status quo changes. He is a prosecutor for the government, and so hmm. that's you know that does take one thing and turn it on its head. That uh, Daredevil has always been a defense attorney, I believe, but this time he's it he's will make his inevitable people... outing a much bigger scandal. <laughs> <laughs> and same with uh, also he's taking out his own Padawan, much in the way. He was trained by Stick. Now he's going to train a new guy, it would seem. Uh, let's see. And uh, I also read Star-Lord 1, which is like year one of Star-Lord. Mm. When I found that, I was like, yeah, I'm not so interested in this. Eh, no way. I, I just, I don't know. I know what Star-Lord does. I want to see Star-Lord now. I don't want to see his his origin story. His roguish kinda, origins. <laughs> yeah, it just uh, I, I'm not into it. I worked this... at Jurassic World, and then he moved on to... <laughs> but isn't that one of the... Is that going to brush up against the stupid mystery the movie has? Uh, no. Oh, who his dad is? Yeah. No, because we all know who his dad is in the Marvel Universe. Yeah, but just... His I dad just, is a space king, but in the in the movie, I think his dad will be Adam Warlock. That's my prediction. You think so? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't be... I ho- He's I mean, an I angel. Hope, I hope that's the way they go, but they might also just be like them being, you know... Trying that, to trick us? Yeah, I, I know I shouldn't. Tricksy false. I know I shouldn't. Say, I shouldn't say this out loud, but I couldn't. I cannot believe they would ever introduce Adam Warlock into a Marvel movie. There's, there is no, there are no limits now. They've surprised me before, yeah. but that just seems like it's too insane to actually happen. Well, I mean, once they've got you know Cosmo the space dog <laughs> and Howard the Duck in there, anything wow. can happen, man. <laughs> That's what I say. Uh, anybody else read anything Marvel before we head over to Dave's uh, homework section? I did read uh, the new Miss Marvel, which was yeah, I hadn't had time is, for that. Uh, mm-hmm. Just cute and fun as always, mm-hmm. and it has like it's. I don't know if New York. I didn't think New York was going through. I mean, all cities are always going through some kind of gentrification, mm-hmm. but like the story is, it feels so very SF, where it's like oh. <laughs> her neighborhood now has this like billboard with uh, with her on it. Uh, Saying like we're gonna clean up this neighborhood and new developments coming, and she's like, "You can't just put me on a billboard." And she's like, "No, <laughs> she's an icon. She belongs to everybody." Uh, and I it's like some that. like, you know, that's, young. That's it's that. some young dude who's gonna put in a fancy sushi restaurant where this old, you know, family restaurant had been, and then they try mm. to kick him out, and the security drones show up. Like a suspicious person is detected. And, Whoa! That's and yeah, then actually people so, trying to like kick old businesses out so they can put in high price. That is exactly what happens in Deadpool as well. <laughs> No, it, it is. is on everybody's mind right now. But like, why? It's it's like an issue to like so so few parts of the country. I feel like, I think but it's happening it's in most big cities. Ones. No, you're right, Dave. I mean, we are the influencers. South Park has been all about it too, and I think yeah, it's because that's, that's what's happening in LA. 
Superior Iron Man yeah. a few months back. Right. Like, that was all. I love that. I was totally thinking of Superior Iron Man on the way to work. Uh, on the way, I guess I was on the way to work. But uh, I saw, I saw these two guys on motorized unicycles. Like they, <laughs> they weren't even the you know the gyro like the ones you skateboards. Stand on? yeah, yeah, the ones you stand on, just yeah. a single wheel between their two legs. They look like uh, characters from BC. Yes. <laughs> when I saw them, hey, comic I, strips. When I saw them, I went like, ugh, mm. ugh, out loud. Are you Charlie Brown. That's when I realized when they passed me, I was like, they probably heard that. I shouldn't. Have. <laughs> that's maybe too rude. But I was just thinking to them is the same deal in the in the Superior Iron Man book. In that San Francisco, it's the haves and have nots thing too. And we're walking down the. I, I just wanted to see these guys get murked on Sixth Street by some homeless dude, but riding around their stupid electric. They are. They are stupid. They. Yeah, they I are, can't see the future where those are cool. And they're. They. I just have to imagine they're like more than a bike. Yes, they're more than a bike. No, I mean I think the part of them is just the status of saying I own this thing and I can afford this dumb shit. Yeah, it's so irritating. Yes. Yeah. Now again, we're sounding like old men complaining about things, but not me. I'm gonna go play a Star Wars video game. Oh wow, man! Buying into the fucking yeah, I, can't, I don't even have the energy. You don't have the energy that. to back season the DLC. pass. Season pass. Well, I'm not even gonna review it. Making me buy stuff by asking like, rate, me to buy and subscribe. <laughs> Please like, rate, and subscribe to this, by the way. But Brett, you uh, so that was it. No one, no one reads. I, I had Thor on my list to read. Oh, I haven't read that. Either. I read no. Thor. Did you? Yeah. Good. It's fine. It does like I don't know. Like it. It has like it. It was good. It's just it's more of that. I don't know. It's just bringing in like the Malekith villain, um, who was in what the guy from the movie. Yeah, he was in the Dark World. The Dark World. That guy sucked. It's just like it's, being played by Doctor Who. He didn't yeah. do dick. It's just it's just weird. I'm like of. I feel like the last two Thor stories I read in the last three years, both of them had him in it, and it's like this is not a character people care about. Yeah, maybe like, he's just one they can waste on something. I don't know. I don't know. Like, yeah, we're not allowed. Loki is off the board. He started well, his own so, comic book. Uh, it does at least uh, th- that issue does end with and speak to the status of Loki after Secret Wars. Mm, so really? you do kind of uh, get some kind of lead as to where Loki okay. ends up. So that, that part that part was me. cool. That interests me. Mm-hmm. Mm, all right. Well, I will definitely be reading Thor. I do have a copy. And speaking of copies, guys, uh, hey, read. I'll mention this in the break too, but just a just a reminder. Or I guess a pre-reminder. Uh, we're going to do a giveaway this week. We got a bunch of extra codes from the very nice people, uh, listeners out there who share their Marvel codes with us. Yes. We've got some extras, and I will be giving away to people who retweet my tweet about this week's episode. So go to H-E-N-E-R-E-Y-G on Twitter. Mm-hmm. You'll see my tweet about this week's episode. Retweet it, and I will send it to... A certain yep. number of we you. got Thur number one, <laughs> Spider Woman number one, um, a Ms. lot Marvel of number, number ones, one. a lot of big places mm-hmm. to start with reading books with through I use the Marvel va- app and comics. I use the Vader down code. Sorry, guys. Uh, how dare you? <laughs> Maybe I'll just use another one. Then. All right, Dave. Yes. We'll turn to you now. Uh, Dave's homework. I don't get a theme. Come on. Um, oh yeah, Dave's homework. Yes, already. Thank we you. should get a theme for that. We though. should. Uh, I read Marvel Civil War, um, which was maybe a bit too much for me. I think yeah. way too many superheroes to keep track of. Like it was mm. kind of easy throughout like the first two issues, but eventually got to a point where. But it's literally armies of characters, armies and a couple people like change allegiances. It's one of the most and... divisive story arcs of the last few years, last decade. I mean, least. I like I like the small character moments, like. Yeah. Uh, like uh, Reed Richards and, and Sue Storm, like that whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, Spider-Man, uh, mm-hmm. like demasking. That stuff was neat. But then eventually it just got to a point where it's, yeah, crowds of people fighting each other. I know that you're supposed to do that to get over <laughs> the whole fact that it's a civil war. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of thankful, like, uh, the movie is going to be way more contained. There'll be, like, what, 12 superheroes at most if we're lucky. fighting each other? <laughs> like. Well- Giant crossovers like that, the payoff is seeing yeah. dozens of colorful characters fighting each other on one page. Yeah, like, that's but like payoff. you know, you understand the motivation of like like seven or eight of them mm-hmm. total. So I don't know. I, I, I mean, I guess if I knew more about some of these rando characters in the background <laughs> of, of these 
or I who care are, about like, all those randos. Like, yeah, they, they made them. a joke about that in uh, Deadpool because of his new Rogues Gallery. But is there still like a physical Marvel handbook anymore? No, I mean they just app? have they have their own wiki. Yeah. Marvel has an official like Marvel.com. It's not wiki. the same, man. I know. I miss the Marvel handbooks. I but, mean, I know uh, this isn't this isn't the end of the story. Mm-hmm. There was like no there, story ever ends in comics. Yeah, but like I, I there. The way it ended really kind of threw me off because, for one thing, Capside is winning, and they also, you know, not to be, like, political, but, like, they're the good guys. Mm. Like, literally, the other side hired villains. Yes. But he just decides to stop because, like, oh, we're destroying the world. Like, so is the other side. Like, Mm. what... What makes you? Th- I don't know. Like, well, because one's the government, and he's finally like, "Yeah, we're not." Well, the moment is when yeah. the people stop him. He's like, "Oh, we lost right. the people." That's his. That's yeah. the turning point. For and him. I expected a little bit more to happen with Cap because I know that's a well, big thing in the Civil War storyline. They know. save his death yeah. for the issue after the next. Ah, the Cap issue right yeah, after that is Cap, when he gets yeah, killed. Cap twenty five. Ah. But it's a bigger deal for Cap. His death, like what Cap getting arrested, is enough finality for Cap. Yeah. But that book also, it I mean, it was a reaction to 9-11 at the time, though now it's so strange because I think we talked about this on a much older episode, but a number of months ago, somebody wrote about how that Civil War comic is really about gun control, and it's the government trying to take guns away from you. I was like, I... I get it. I, yes, I don't. I get that. that yeah, you can be read that way. Yeah. I don't see that as the intention, and it's not how it felt to me. But it was a weird. It was a weird way of looking at it. That it's I, about gun I, I mean, in reading it, it's just, I see more privacy NSA yeah. stuff in it than that. But I guess if you really love your gun, you're going to see uh, mm. allegories for it everywhere. And also the same like classic. <laughs> uh, oh, terrorists! Or um, it makes monsters of us all. Absolute power corrupts absolutely. Though also, it must be weird reading it now because it ends with the promise of, you haven't seen nothing yet. Yeah. Like, no, this happened a decade mm-hmm. ago. Like, the new, that status quo is, like, yeah. 18 status quos ago. Yeah. Uh, Tony Stark being the head of S.H.I.E.L.D., like, that's a long time ago. And the whole, like, uh, the mother of that kid killed. Yeah. Uh, in yeah. The, yeah, that was Ms. also. Sharp. Yeah. You gotta mm-hmm. check out the new Secret Wars Civil War. Uh. Oh, yeah, the Secret <laughs> Wars Civil War is a pretty good sequel to that. Mm-hmm. It, it presupposes that the Civil War never ended, and then they uh, became two down. Americas. Yeah, one who likes superheroes and one yeah. who didn't. Isn't that happening now? Uh, oh, <laughs> well, yeah, but that's just the response of the box office. <laughs> yeah. But did she, they ever do anything with the, like, the state-by-state superhero squads? Yes, actually. It was kind a very of... good series called Avengers Initiative, where uh, uh, younger superheroes get sent, or uh, miscreant superheroes as well, mm-hmm. get sent to boot camp and be trained for, like, the the right to be a yeah. superhero. Do they do every state? Like I want to know, like West Virginia and Rhode Island. And just, I bet they Vermont. named it. I bet that information's out there, but I don't think they listed all of them. Uh, Turtle like, Boy. It was a joke to be like, "You're Alaska." Is <laughs> like we're sending you Alaska a hole. <laughs> Weather there is pretty combative. Thank That's you. Right. Punctuate but my bad. Beyond joke. my homework, I also read uh, the second issue. This came out last week. The second issue of IDW's Back to the Future comic. Mm-hmm. Uh, First of all, like nobody cares about Back to the Future anymore. Like <laughs> the last time, came and went, a Dave. month ago, everyone it was, was going nuts. Everybody's tongue. And uh, yeah, once that date passes, mm-hmm. and there's no other reason for there's no more ever there, again. Yeah, nothing like <laughs> nothing else in the Back to the Future timeline will ever matter. In Except for the cartoon, which we all can watch now. Yeah, thanks. Well, to the Dave, Blu-ray you're release. always been you've always been a real fan Man, of Back yeah, to true, the Future. Uh, yeah. Not a fake uh, back to the future. Awful Biff on the cover. There. Yeah, he's not even in the issue. Which is kind of I don't I don't like that. That's Trump Biff, or is well, that? Yeah. It, yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong. It looks like each issue is supposed to line up together. Uh, in oh one big collage, yeah, right? that's true. Yeah, it's a collage cover. Yes. Yeah. Um, I liked half the issue because every issue is broken up into two time travel stories. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first one explains how. Uh, uh, Marty! The, how Doc Brown's uh, mansion got destroyed. Oh, the yeah, he burned yeah, it down, he, didn't he? Yeah, and they explain why he did it, and it's a cool little thing about like the government wanting to uh, pay for his time travel and mm. what that would have done if he had went through, through uh-huh. with it. The second half, I didn't like. It was this... It's this lame little story about Marty wanting to ace a science project, so he hangs out with Doc and tries to find something cool in his place. Uh-huh. But then the twist at the end of that is uh, Doc gets a call, and it's the person selling him the DeLorean. Oh, that's cute. (laughs) That's cute. Uh, This car is a real piece of shit. Yeah. (laughs) Drugs hidden in the door frame. (laughs) Uh, The new John Mulaney stand-up has a very good observational joke about Back to the Future. uh, It's worth watching just for that, and Mm. his story about Bill Clinton. Mm. 
But okay, it's time for Dave's new homework assignment. Yeah. Uh, Chris, would you reach behind you there and everything? All right, uh, just All right, pass so it over to me. I, do I just read out what they are? Well, no, because he's read about half of those. Right. Yeah. So I got to go over them here. Ahem. All right, so uh, this uh, from last time we got Descender by Jeff Lemire, a okay. very good uh, sci-fi book from Image. Hmm. Nemesis from the team that brought you Civil War, writers Mark Miller and <laughs> well, artist Steve hmm. McNiven. I've read that one, Dave. It's fun. Desolation Jones, an amazing uh, light sci-fi mm. detective story by the artist J.H. Williams III, who did the Batman detective book. Uh, Batman Heart of Hush, which is the best Hush story ever, and they ripped off parts of it for Arkham Asylum. Or, mm. sorry, Arkham City. So, those are your uh, four mm. to choose from, Dave. Come on, Dave. Pick it right. Uh, I'm going to go with the, the first one, because I want something Descender, non-superhero-y. Eh? It's a nice uh, light touch after, well, actually isn't all that light, but it is <laughs> far and away from Civil War. It is a di- very different thing. I like it a lot. I could totally see it being a TV series or film. All right, we should take a break. When we come back, uh, you'll hear Stan Lee in a very uncomfortable moment, uh, what I thought of this week's DC TV shows, and your answers to last week's question of the week. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the break for this week's episode. I'm going to start off by saying, again, we're doing a giveaway of a bunch of extra codes we got from our wonderful fans of new issues of Marvel Comics that you can redeem via Marvel's app and read on there or on Comixology. The way to get it is by spreading the word about this week's episode. And I'm going to tweet about this episode from my account, H-E-N-E-R-E-Y-G and if you retweet it you will be in the running to be randomly given one of those codes via private message on Twitter. Alright, otherwise you know you can always support us by going to patreon.com slash laser time. We've had so many new uh, people who have joined up. It really is helping us like uh, pay our bills and, and afford Brett now that Brett's with us. It's it's all great and you get so many extra bonuses for the five and ten dollar levels. There it's it's really worth your time and money. Uh, also, if you want to help us in a way that doesn't cost you anything extra, this is the shopping season now. Black Friday is almost upon us. If you're going to go to Amazon, go to it through a link on our site. I have a bunch of links on this week's episode page, but there's tons of links to Amazon on the right side of the screen. You click on any of those, you don't have to buy what we suggest. Buy anything through there, and a little bit of money is kicked back to us, and it helps us keep the lights on and the internet running. Lastly, it's time for the Hank's Corner pick of the week. This week, I'm going to go with Invincible because I just got the 10th collection of the uh, hardcover 12 issues at a time one. Again, that series is the best. If you still haven't read Invincible, it's written by the creator of Walking Dead. It's his, you know, unending, massive uh, superhero world that it just lives in where crazy, unpredictable shit happens all the time in it. It is such a fun book. You can start from issue one, uh, just stick with it. The first few issues are a a bit of a slow burn, but when it gets going, it gets really going. It has the same kind of unpredictability that you love in The Walking Dead. Check it out. I'll have links to it on this week's episode page. And again, buying it through there helps us out. All right, and don't forget to retweet those things, people. But enough of that. Back to the rest of the show. Welcome back to part two of this week's episode of Cape Crisis, which I am liking getting in the practice of using the start of this to talk about the DC TV shows of the last week that I watched, because I don't watch Arrow. I watch it when there's a crossover. How are you watching um, Supergirl? It's still on CBS.com, and I just find something Mm. to do for the two minutes of every commercial break. Mm -hmm. But meanwhile, Flash... Uh, since I've upped Hulu to the no commercials thing, mm-hmm. oh. it goes. It I mean, it, there's no commercials.
commercials. Like it, so it's like 35 minutes. It's worth the time. Yeah, it's a it's a 38 minute show now because there's even those 90 seconds, not having to wait those 90 seconds mm-hmm. and just zip right through it. I, I really enjoyed it. But honestly, I'm kind of falling out of love with Supergirl. Or I just realized the show is not an it's not an A plus show. It's not it's not as good as Flash or it, I mean Flash had a whole season to figure out if it was how sure. to be good no but, and it's actually I, I don't know my experience with Flash is that it, it kind of knows what it is very yeah. quickly Supergirl is finally really finding its footing I think but it is a monster of the week thing and it's trying to figure out her ju- her being judged and this episode was their Thanksgiving episode because, mm-hmm, related to the news, Supergirl's episode of, that was supposed to be this week was pulled That's... because it involved her Blowing finding bombs, finding bombs that were planted around National City, and so. They figured so it unfortunate because was... that is like that's like the that's first thing Superman does in every issue before he meets yeah. a big bad. I mean, that's like after nine eleven, where we just thought skyscrapers being destroyed happened all the time in every comic book ever. Yeah. It just became something that mattered more after nine eleven. Once you saw what it really looks like mm-hmm. and what that does to your brain, they had to draw it differently, but. They still, I, I don't know, they, they they delayed it and there was some slight story stuff that that affected. Also, it's weird in Supergirl that Dean Kane is finally on the uh, show and he's her foster father. Really? Yeah. And How's he look? I bet he looks Not great. good. No? Well, I don't know. I mean, he looks doughy for a, a TV star. Every time but... I think of how Dean Kane looks now, I think of Eric Bischoff. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm very curious to see what he looks like. Dean Kane has a like not good beard. Like it's a bad beard, and he looks like he's put on about twenty pounds. Which, for a television show, so that's mo- too so fat. most most adult men. Yeah, he's he's thin for an adult man. For an average adult man, he's below, but not super. Below. I think it's fine that we judge Dean Kane and Dean Kane alone on his looks because mm-hmm. that's kind of all he has. Yes, that he was you, never a good actor. Can you now like start a list of characters who have played mm, who have done other superhero roles on TV shows? Well, it's funny you mention that because his hiring is pretty much the same as the returning John Wesley Ship in this week's episode of The Flash. John Wesley Ship uh, was (laughs) he was the Flash on the 90s show. Really? And he plays Barry's dad on The Flash. That is ridiculous, Kat. That's that's rewarding for like five people. Well, and that's, I mean, it was even more so last season in the one episode with the trickster with Mark Hamill. They didn't need it, but they had a scene between Mark Hamill and John Wesley Shipp just to be like, yep, this was like in the old show, remember? It, it was so weird. I, I really want to go back and make sure those original Mark Hamill trickster scenes are as ridiculous as I remember them. But Supergirl was okay, mm-hmm. but... Just picture Cockknocker all the time. <laughs> yes, it's pretty much the same costume. <laughs> but mean, I think I looked down on Supergirl, because this week's Flash was amazing. Yeah, it, was, it, it was such a good episode. Well, the title of the episode is Guerrilla Warfare. <laughs> so you, Spell uh, it like you think it is. <laughs> and so, yeah, guess who's back. And there's an amazing... It, uh, one of my favorite comics that made me love Grodd was his mm-hmm. first appearance in Jeff John's run on the character. Mm-hmm. I think it was the Flash 185 or 84, around there. But when Grodd showed up, the they had to take him super seriously because your thing is like, ah, oh, it's a joke, ah, oh, giant gorilla. And instead they're like, fuck, get out of the way, it's Grodd, run, run! And that's the great reaction that um, Jesse Martin, the uh, his father figure uh, in the show has. when the, the second he finds out Grodd is back... He just, like, runs and acts more scared than he ever has before. He's like, Grodd is back! Grodd is back, guys! We gotta do something, man! Yeah, the Grodd episode is really good. Yeah, and when it is a a giant super ape that can control can control minds, yeah. that's, I mean, that's pretty whack. That's pretty whack. Man. That's it's wow muddy. stuff. Wow I can't remember stuff. how wow. two, wow two episodes ago, Zoom just, like, whooped his ass and then left, right? Or No, 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 that was King Shark. But oh no no, no. oh that was sorry. three weeks ago. My bad. No, I need Zoom to be was watching this. God damn Zoom it. was last week. Yeah, Zoom but how did that week. end though? How did that uh, end? He beat the shit out of him and left him for dead. And he would have killed him, but he got hit with a speed dart uh, right, just the right moment ran and ran away. away. Okay, right. And this is and that episode ended with Wally or sorry uh, uh, Barry not being able to feel his legs. Yeah, he, uh, that's right. Uh, he 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 gets better. Okay, okay. Uh, but yeah, Gorilla okay. Gorilla Grot looked great, uh, especially for like television CG that yeah. he's on screen for at least 
a couple minutes, which is a lot of money for a CG character on a television show. Yeah. I mean, even King Shark didn't look that bad. No. King Shark looked amazing. He looked like an Unreal 4 character running Mm -hmm. around, but it was, you know, the textures were really good. Also, the mystery of this season is who is Zoom, and I think it's John Wesley Shipp's character. I think it's Barry's dad. But Earth 2 Barry's dad. Uh, I think they're saving it for the crazy reveal, like, whoa, Barry's dad was Zoom? What? It does seem like it has to be... I mean, it's got to be somebody that matters. Yeah, I mean, Shield, Shield's been doing that too, where there's this villain who's been going around killing Inhumans, and then it, a few episodes ago, it was like, wait a minute, this guy isn't just a big blue monster. He he can actually turn into a regular person, so we have no idea who it is. And then you found and out. And then who you find it was. out, and it's like, <laughs> like it, it has to always be someone. To I mean, I know that's the soap opera aspect, mm-hmm. so you go. <gasps> well, but you know, I'm like, instead of like that, I was like. Oh, okay. Well, that goes back to the old wives' tale about why Steve Ditko left Spider-Man, which is, I've heard, not totally true. But that he wanted Green Goblin to be anybody, because just because you fight somebody doesn't mean he's somebody you know in your real life. Yeah. And then Stanley, Stanley vetoed him and said, no, the Green Goblin has to be a person he knows. It's more dramatic that way. And so he made it be Norman Osborn. Uh, Spider-Man's best friend dad mm. which basically was the same as saying like Jughead uh, right. Jughead's father <laughs> is has been Archie's greatest nemesis mm. but I mentioned Stan Lee because he is this week's audio clip oh by the way this week Supergirl had Bird Happily like on camera this time oh, I'm good. like guys you gotta stop like, he's a superhero and a woman she's <laughs> a Supergirl <laughs> I believe she is a Supergirl because I, she's Supergirl. So I've fallen two, two episodes behind with Walking Dead, but they still haven't addressed the, uh, the death that happened uh, to... Well, the death that can easily be uh, undone and uh, proven wrong or no whatever. No corpse, no... No corpse, yeah, no corpse. And they no cast sale. Negan, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah, we talked about that last week, uh, but it's the... The comedian. The actor who played the comedian in Watchmen, which is a very good yeah. casting. Mm. But uh, he is... They did reveal that he... Um, impregnated his wife so Ah. all the more ammunition that he'll be back i think so too you're really getting close to spoiler territory yeah there's lots of married people in walking dead so this week's (laughs) clip significant stanley did a bbc radio interview about his career and it's one of those things where like once if you ask stanley how did you create character x Mm -hmm. he has a story right up in the noggin like yep i know exactly how to tell this story But when you tell him things about current events, he knows nothing and is confused. Like, there's the classic Talk Radar clip where you played him learning that Disney bought Marvel, and he has nothing to say, but he's no idea. Well, you know, that character Bambi is a lot like a story I'd have told. Uh, So... This is him learning that Iceman... I saw it when I was 45. <laughs> this is him learning that Iceman is gay on BBC Radio. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, boy. I think it was this year that we had the news that uh, Iceman was, had come out as gay. Is that right? <laughs> I, I wasn't involved in that. That may have been after I stopped writing the books. <laughs> I didn't really have any gay characters. or Ooh. If they were gay, I didn't play up the fact that they were gay. I, I wasn't aware of it. Such I wasn't aware of my uh, character's sexual proclivities. In fact, uh, you're telling me that is the first <laughs> I had heard that Iceman... Is Iceman really gay? Had you not heard that? Mr. Lee, he's oh. a real cigarette. It was in the New York Times last week, but I think I it happened earlier this year. I don't read the magazines anymore because my eyesight isn't that good. Oh. And oh. Gotta oh. read the magazines, oh, man. You gotta. Uh, he, well, well, he just still calls them magazines. I'm just surprised she's like pushing him. He's like, you haven't, you haven't heard it? It's like, no, I'm 112 <laughs> years old. Like, what do you... How about you yeah. lay off? Yeah, these I'm trading push- more on not dying. Thank you. <laughs> These pushy BBC interviewers. I'm man, using the last of my oxygen just to talk to you. <laughs> yeah, it's like you have a man with a countdown clock over his head <laughs> talking to you. Yeah. Like, uh, if yeah. he hasn't heard, just I'm, fill him in. Tell him yeah, what I've mentioned that before. Like, I 
know we'll be doing the show when announced Stanley's death. It, it's going uh, to happen yeah. Yeah. so soon. Yeah. It's, it's depressing. I'm practicing to stay upright for 15 seconds so I can film my next cameo. <laughs> Every time we record an episode that involves Stan Lee and we talk about him, I'm like, I have to edit this fast to get yeah. this up because he could be dead by the morning. I'm surprised I mean, didn't kill him. He seemed very yeah, put off by it. He looks like... He the looks shock like, just yeah. to his heart. He's like, oh! You see him all the time in these Comic-Con photos and he looks like a zombie with Groucho glasses. <laughs> and... No, it reminds me of uh, that joke Dana Gould said about when he touched Bob Hope's arm and it was like a sock full of pennies. That must be what he feels like. Uh, well, speaking of comics getting old or old stuff in comics, I saw this neat thing Marvel's doing for their variants, I believe, in the new year. It's called the Marvel 92 movement where their variant covers of just drawings of all the characters in their 1992 oh style. God. We're just, the new boomers. And again, it, yeah, we're the fucking new boomers. <sighs> this last week, mm-hmm. in this last week I wrote about it in the story about a Bubsy game getting announced Ugh. or a Bubsy collection coming to Steam Greenlight. We had Bubsy, we had Mr. Show, we had uh, the Cloud Strife and Smash Brothers, wow. and we had the MST3K Kickstarter. Like we are that age now. We are the ones. Uh, Bubsy does not belong in that sentence. It, it um, does because it's validating nostalgia for something we yeah, might not but even love. Everything else was quality product, and that's. Well, I said well, in a, my article, I say Bubsy is a bridge too far. Yeah. But uh, which, by the way, you can read that in so many great articles on LazerTimePodcast.com. Come on, why aren't you there, guys? That's what I say. We're all writing stuff on it every day. Yeah. (laughs) And it takes a lot of... (laughs) To do all that posting on the site. So good at this. Uh, And speaking of guts... um, uh, Suicide Squad... We're going to spill them. Suicide Squad doesn't have a lot of them because apparently it is... uh, Uh, They're going for the right on the edge of PG-13, they say. Which is every PG-13 movie now. When they invented the PG-13 rating... It was to have something that was just like, oh, this is too hard for PG. Sure, yeah. But now, oh, I mean, yeah. well, when I say now, I mean the last 17 years. Yeah. PG-13 means we cut the three yeah. things they told us to cut to make this an R. Yeah. No suicide allowed. Yeah. <laughs> one, non, non, one non-sexual fuck. Uh, you're allowed a butt or two if, if you can get away with it. One and, non-sexual fuck. And that, I mean... Yeah, I forget what... Oh, yeah, the movie called SWAT, I think it was called, which starred Jeremy wow. Renner and Colin Farrell. Yes. And the... Samuel L. Jackson, the theme Samuel song Jackson, calls it out. The end of the movie, like, ends with somebody getting their neck snapped in such a grisly way, but it's in silhouettes. And so they're like, ah, PG-13, kids, come on, 14-year-olds with your soda pop and all your money. Well, we watched Dennis Hopper get decapitated in speed. Yeah, that was an R-rated <laughs> that movie. It was R, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Well, I saw taller. it when I was 14. So. What's what's the thing he says? I, I'm, I'm taller. taller. Yeah. Man, what can you show in silhouette in the movie and get away with? Well, we just like, saw that uh, in Goldeneye, all the all the nipples we were able to see in that. Uh, Tarzan, I believe, was it? Disney movie? Oh, like, yeah. The, like, guess, uh, Grizzly murders the, in silhouette. The, the, oh, the, yeah. Clayton. But could uh, you do like a blowjob, you think? <laughs> I was just watching. Let's find out. I was just watching, actually, Tarzan and... Forgot the beginning ends with a gorilla baby being murdered, mm-hmm. yeah. Tarzan's parents being murdered with bloody footprints to tell the tale. It's a great movie. Then him killing a jaguar, and then by the end, like it's the most like on-screen deaths a Disney animated film has probably I think had. It, I think the movie's great. I yeah. It's I, no I, Treasure Planet, but I correct. Love it. I I'm with the <laughs> South Park nor, nor guys. Is this phone. <laughs> I'm with the South Park guys. I do not forgive them. I do not forgive Phil Collins for beating them for the Oscar mm. that year. Uh, uh, I'll tell you which songs I still like. Son of Man. Blame Canada. Blame. No. I mean, it's fine. But Son, but, okay. Son of Man. Son, Son of Man. Man. Come on. The song Son Come of Man on. has the lyric, and the wisdom to be wise. That's dumb. That's bad writing. I think the problem with Blame Canada is that it's been overshadowed by. Uh, yeah. <laughs> not on my show, not on my show. <laughs> and uh, lastly, in the comic movie news bit, is that 
first off, they uh, they wanted to get Doug Lyman, I believe, for Gambit. He's going to do more talking and less whining. <laughs> and, they, <laughs> and they did get him, but now the movie apparently is a 2017 film. Is so it not uh, uh, Tatum no more? It's still Tatum. They ca- they secured him. That was a whole thing a few months ago. Yeah, They're like, I oh, so. we lost Tatum. No, we got him back. I they got his guarantee. The, <laughs> the, the, <laughs> produce, the producer uh, yeah. described it as a sexy thriller. Ooh. Which, you want to get some people in seats. Uh, Channing Tatum's sexy thriller. Yeah. I think the word sexy has to be attached to anything Channing Tatum. If you want some in. people sticking to seats. Mm. Channing Tatum. Again, Oh, my are, God. Those ladies in the theater when I saw... These are all variations on Lizzie's jokes about seeing the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I, it was a great time in theater. I'd never seen that many like excited ladies in a theater It was before. so much fun. Yeah, I, it was a great movie. You guys... I, will, I will go see whatever a third one they ever made. Yeah. No, I'm going to see that many excited ladies. you got to wait till Black Friday at a Walmart. Thank <laughs> <laughs> you. Uh, all right, last week's question of the week, Chris, if you want to weigh in on it. Uh, the answer is no. What retcon did you really hate Ooh. in a comic book story? Uh, maybe get back to me on that. All right, well, J.J.B. Sterling was the first to reply, which is, Pretty much everything Bendis has done to Guardians of the Galaxy is all around atrocious. Which really? I don't agree with really that. the opposite I, from readers of the... I really enjoy it. I do hate that it pretty much ignored everything that happened in Annihilation. Yeah. And in all that cosmic stuff and got rid of Richard Ryder, my favorite Nova. But I don't totally blame Bendis for that. His stories are still great and they're much more of, of a piece with the Guardians of the Galaxy film, too. Triscuitable says, whatever is going on with Invincible right now, if it's a retcon, it's one I really, really don't like. Because either the retcon sticks and everything prior is for naught, or it doesn't, and everything from this supposed retcon was a waste of my time and the printing presses. Wow. Fuck, now I'm scared. I've not been reading that. I did buy a couple of issues of that to catch back up. I'm way behind, though. Batman Boy 11 says, the retcon of Jean Grey having never actually been Phoenix... But having been replaced by a body oh, created yeah. by the Phoenix Force, so she could be absolved of guilt. Yeah, she was she was placed in a cocoon in uh, under what's the river, New York? Hudson, Hudson Bay. Let's, no, go, Hudson let's Bay. go with Hudson. She was in a oh cocoon in the bottom of the Hudson. Mm-hmm. And the, then, the Fantastic uh, Four discovered, not even the X Men, mm-hmm. in their comic. Yeah, like in the FF comic. But that's a great moment where like. Mm-hmm. It, again, it just made you feel like this is a world where all these heroes live. Well, like, you see, Dave, in mm-hmm. X-Men 100, they're crashing a spaceship and nobody can pilot it. And it's about to crash into the into New York. Gene yeah. seals everybody behind a door and she is controlling the ship to certain death because she's going to be exposed to all this radiation. But then the Phoenix Force takes over her body and makes her powerful enough to survive. Though then that was retcon to the Phoenix Force took her body, put it in a cocoon that it buried, mm. and then took on her form. Well, because what you see is they they crash in the water, and then all the X Men kind of come up and like, like and oh, Jean's dead. Like Jean's dead, but then Jean comes like flying out of the water and, in a completely new costume. Yeah, new, with costume, new powers. New powers. She's rewritten entirely. Yeah. So it's like you know, as far as they go, I agree it is kind of BSE, but. It, it, that's one of those things as a writer to be like oh shit I can total mm-hmm. that, that's totally a break where you did not see the body yeah that's where it happened uh, John Hizzle says as necessary as it was one more day still bothers me <sighs> there, there had to have been better ways to undo Peter and MJ's wedding without having to resort to the devil coming out and quote taking away their marriage yeah, I agree. It's completely absurd, but the, the man, means, yeah, but the end justify the means. It was there. super necessary. Uh, Hegel said, "The current Marvel thing is annoying me a bit. Really, not feeling it since I'm more of an X Men fan than a Marvel fan, and I cannot conjure any excitement for the Avengers or Disney's sad attempt at making humans the new mutants." Yeah. Mm. Oh, worse. Oh, actually, wait. He says, the worst, though, is House of M. I don't really have a big problem with House of M himself, but rather that it was it destroyed one of my favorite books of the last few years, Excalibur, where Xavier Magneto and Tentacle Callisto rebuilding (laughs) Genosha. Boy, it's my I did favorite not... Mega Man X character. I was going to say WWE uh, superstar, at least. <laughs> Hitler, me, this Batman says Superman Birthright is the perfect example of a good retcon. Yeah, they wanted to update Clark's. <laughs> <coughs> Excuse me. Let's wash that down with some scotch. <laughs> <laughs> 
They wanted to update Clark's origin for the go-go late 2000s with the, with their Blackberries <laughs> and ordering DVDs from Netflix. <laughs> And then halfway through the miniseries, DC got cold feet and decided to renege on it being canon and that said it was out of continuity. Then a year or two later, they published Jeff John's okay but all too reverential Superman Secret Origins. Awkward Loser said, The fact that Secret Six in the original Suicide Squad run was written out of existence to make a neater movie-friendly origin bums me out. Not only were there 35 years of S-rank, hard, violent, yet funny comic tales written about the Suicide Squad, it, it's something that my dad introduced a little kid me to and helped me get into comics, so I'm biased. Well, that's pretty good, though. Type 40 says, I've only been reading comics for about seven years. About, uh, only seven years. Uh, so I don't have too much experience with major cons, but the one that irritated me the most was the new 52 reboot of Superboy. Yeah, I, I, the Superboy reboot was terrible. Like, Originally, he was a clone of Superman with a DNA from an unknown human, later revealed to be Lex Luthor. In New 52, Superboy is a clone of Superman, Lois Lane, and their son, John Lane Kent, from an alternate timeline. Boo. Yeah, that is pretty bad. Wait, the, there's DNA from an alternate timeline in him? Yes, okay, he is. The, no he's the clone of Superman and Lois, and then the, a son they have in a different timeline than ours. Uh, so Tenga says, "I have a weird retcon for a really obscure character, but I think I heard on an earlier Cave Crisis. I don't know how much the fan. I don't know much about the Phantom Stranger, but I nearly laughed myself to death when he turned out to be Judas Iscariot, hmm. the actual biblical betrayer of the Christ." <laughs> God has no place in these pages, just like secret identities have no place in organized religion. <laughs> and then, I, I'm not going to read the whole thing, but Ravenborn brought up that uh, reading the New 52 Supergirl comics in Comixology has been an amazing and strangely compelling read because things get introduced and then immediately retconned like issue to issue because the editors couldn't make up their mind. They're like, here's the first appearance of this villain. Uh, oh, no, wait, no, it wasn't that person. No, uh, because he's in that other comic. Uh, it, it, it's, it sounds wow, nuts man. to read all in one place. If you're reading it month to month, it may make more sense, but to read it all in like a 10 issue chunk, that huh. sounds ridiculous. And lastly, Gene Simmons Toyota said, <laughs> on, the DC, uh, really that, uh, on the DC side of things, nothing is worse than Identity Crisis, which added rape to classic 70s comics. Uh, but the less said about that, the better. On the Halloween front, uh, they, oh, this is why I had them in here. He was the only person to share their Halloween picture, uh, other than John Waugh. But it was uh, on the Halloween front, I was Penn Sylvester, from the classic uh, Mr. Poopy Butthole episode of Rick and Morty. The one where he, uh, Rick, right before he shoots the talking pencil, he's like, come on, Pencilvester, give me anything. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Chris, did you think of a retcon? Uh, no. That's uh, cool. Sorry, I was laughing too hard at the Simpsons crocodile with boxing gloves. <laughs> Listen to this week's Talking Simpsons, you'll know all what we're talking about there. Caleb Planet Podcast, uh, I think Aimbot Master found one in real life. Wow. It's I know. That's I amazing. stop laughing at it. Talking wow. Simpsons, What about everybody. a Simpsons retcon? Uh, like that, uh, that 90s episode? Armin Tanzarian? That was awful. Oh, I yeah. hate Simpsons retcons, man. That was they awful. bother me horribly. Like when Ned turned out to be 60. Yeah. Oof. All right, so this week's question of the week is, uh, what are some of your favorite ads you remember from reading comics? It's because I was flipping through this week's Marvel books, and mm -hmm. I'm like, these ads are terrible. Or they're just in-house ad, and then an ad that looks like it was the cheapest ad they could get. Like, mm -hmm. somebody was like, we'll give you a thousand bucks for a page. And I, I, didn't, I didn't know that they have a Disney XD comic line. Yeah, yeah. Like, reflective of just the animated shows. Yep. No idea. Yeah, I mean, I feel like the ads have been kind of lame even since the mid-2000s. Oh, yeah, they've I been mean, lame for a very long time. I was astounded when you gave me that stack of Ultimate Spider-Mans. Yeah. Like, how much garbage it's is just being titled like, in that? Ultimate Spider-Man toothpaste, mm -hmm. Ultimate Spider-Man shoelaces, yeah. Ultimate Spider-Man... Nap... <laughs> <laughs> Birthday party supplies. Uh, I, have, I have one I'm sure we all can sort of relate to. Like, uh, I remember, like, at the time, Capcom was advertising a ton of its games in comics. But, and they were, like, at the time, in the NES days, Capcom was, like, the most, like, fucking badass renegade developer in the universe. And its ads were fucking white background, yeah. purple box sitting there slightly <laughs> askew, and some text. It was, like, the classiest ads... For things that I thought were the most righteous things, Strider, yeah. Mega Man. I know, um, I know they did them. Well, the Strider ad was like this, like 
like it was Strider and buying a commando together mm-hmm. in this like cool like but it was like the box art. Yeah. And then Mega Man five I know was the start of their uh just the purple box the purple box and then like text at the bottom going that just says like it's Mega Man 5 it, look, it looks like a milk ad or Diet yeah, Coke yeah, I guess yeah, they were just yeah, that yeah. confident in those products <laughs> I, yeah. I remember the, the one that strikes out to me from of that style mm-hmm. was Gargoyle's Quest mm-hmm. because it, yeah. Gargoyle is jumping out of the out of the Game Boy mm-hmm. and oh yeah to paraphrase the line it was like graphics so real or it's so real nothing's yeah. been realer when any Game Boy game looks sure. like the least real thing that has <laughs> yeah. ever happened. At that and I know I've mentioned this before, but I, I didn't have a lot of money. I did a lot of bargain bin uh, scraping to read comics. A lot around the Space Night, uh, the Candy Bonkers, uh, Bonkers, <laughs> oh, which, which yeah. like technically lasted a year, but the cheapy comics I was yeah. buying kept Bonkers in my life for another <laughs> yeah. decade. They were like combos, but uh, mixed with Star Wars. Oh, they're stupid as hell. Mm. They were just they were like star, like a giant square Star Wars with a with a, a, a different a Star Wars inside yeah. of it. But the yeah, best thing I about it is the commercials. That. Like someday I want to do a piece on that about like all the Nickelodeon era, uh, <laughs> all the Nickelodeon era commercials were all about. Fuck adults, man. Whereas Bonkers actually killed old people. Yeah. I don't believe in the candy of your generation. And boom, giant yeah. Bonkers slams in this yeah. old lady and murders her. And that makes bubble tape seem two tame, fruit right? juice and one snack. Oh. Who ever heard of bubble gum in tape form? <laughs> I, I remember Headshot. Hubba Bubba. <laughs> Uh, you know the ones I really loved in the old 80s comics I would read would be these amazing full-page ads for the new Saturday morning cartoon lineup. Oh, I love those. Here's I everything those. that's coming to NBC this fall on Saturday mornings. Yeah. And then the animated version of uh, Fonzie will show yes. up with a hot dog. Jesus. It's yeah. time for it's time for the Richard Pryor animated comedy hour and the Paw Paw Bears. Well, <laughs> <laughs> what will the Hair Bear bunch do in the new adventures of the Hair Bear and the Pink Panther family? Like, yeah. So I remember uh, this two-page spread for several issues uh, of uh, an X-Men hotline you could call, <laughs> and it was like it looked like Aaron La- Eric Larson art of like Sauron and Juggernaut. And apocalypse, maybe. Yeah, yeah, but, totally a nine hundred number. Yeah, yeah, and it finally, like, after so many months, I'm like, I'm just gonna do it, <laughs> and then call, and it was like this, you know, <laughs> I'm the juggernaut. Push one to punch me in the face. Push two to kick me in the butt. Push three to call your parents and report you. <laughs> <laughs> but I remember, but like, I've the, escaped the sin. <laughs> sin. Nah. Tea. Uh, and then I remember uh, the back of every comic for what felt like seven years mm-hmm. was the Game Boy game Nemesis, which was just <laughs> Gradius wow. for Game yeah. Boy, but they called it Nemesis. But go back and look at most of the early 90s, uh, like, 90, 90, like probably 1990, 91 mm. co- Marvel comics, Nemesis, Nemesis, Nemesis. I also remember Nemesis. Apple Cinnamon Cheerio ads that starred superhero mm. versions of Apple and Cinnamon. Yeah, and that's they were like yeah. comic strip adventures. Can you still buy? I don't think Apple cinnamon Cheerios exist anymore. I mean, there's there are a lot of babies eating Cheerios right now. There are seven to Mm -hmm. eight brands of Cheerios now. Let's just say one of those babies is you. (laughs) (laughs) What a recon, Dave! You haven't said one yet. Um, I'm gonna say because I don't remember seeing this in video game magazines, but I definitely remember this ad a lot. Uh, the uh, WWF Raw for Super Nintendo. Oh yeah, which is just Raw is War, and it's yeah. got all of the like wrestlers inside the logo. Yeah. Oh wow. And I like I I forget what I, I was reading something recently that had that same ad, and I realized like they used the term Raw is War like two years before they even said it, like or before it, it was even like on TV. <laughs> before yeah. Gorilla Monsoon declared that Warzone would be the second hour, and that Raw yeah. is War. You mean? Yeah. <laughs> And then, like, uh, two or three years later, 9-11 happened, and then uh, that went away. Yeah. <laughs> Turns out we have a war that's war. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so those and are now the- Raw is one of the most polished, uh, <laughs> scripted. Yep. Yeah. Well, so, okay, that's the comic ads we remember. If you remember some and even have pictures of them, Ooh. share them in the uh, forum page uh, for this week's Question of the Week. There's a link to it on this week's episode as well. Look for the forum called Crackathum. Yeah, Crackathum, the comic discussions Crackathum, or the link on this page. Uh, but, okay, guys, what about plugs? Sure. Uh, LazerTimePodcast.com. We've been streaming a bunch of fun Star Wars stuff all week. We've got some... Uh, yeah. Mostly the single-player content of uh, Battlefront, because it's mm-hmm. difficult to... Comcast is really work, uh, choking our bandwidth right now, dicks. And uh, my, one of my dream streams, which didn't go perfect, but... Uh, <laughs> 
uh, what shit, Rebel what Assault. Rebel Assault 2. Mm-hmm. The Star Wars game I thought was the best Star Wars game ever made. Because it was the first official new shots of like Darth Vader. It was mostly a movie. It's mostly a pale. It's it's fucking terrible, but it's it's beautiful to watch. Uh, And we also did the WWE Survivor Series prediction. Wait, yes, but then also we worked with uh, Brett on this new idea. Oh my god, Brett's the commentary on the Twisted Metal stuff. That's the stuff you need to check out, right, Brett? Yeah. He's already sad about it. It's on YouTube and it's on... uh, You should all give it a watch. LadiesTimePodcast.com. I wanted to share the endings of Twisted Metal 2 and we could uh, laugh over them. So Mm. uh, we posted on Facebook, Twitter. If you like our dumb voices talking, then you'll love watching us talk as we say those things. But video is playing while we're talking. If you you play Twisted Metal 2, you know know what these endings are and they're all so silly and wonderful and motion comic-y tying it back to the show. Great. Yes. Excellent. Uh, let's see, and there was a new Talking Simpsons we mm-hmm. talked about again, our brand new Simpsons show, which is, uh, has the power, uh, it has the momentum of a runaway freight train. <laughs> I almost said it correctly, yeah. almost. Uh, VG Empire, Carol Kane. video <laughs> game music podcast on Ooh. VG Empire on Twitter. Uh, I don't think we've, we haven't posted a new episode since, uh, the last Cape Crisis, since the show is typically bi-weekly, but the Patreon did just unlock VG oh. Mini, Ooh, so I gotta start, uh, probably in December... Uh, start those up. So, the last episode was a Spyro 1, 2, and 3, but a new episode coming soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, Cheap Popcast, there will be a new episode after the Survivor Series, which is this weekend, so keep an ear open for it. Alright, well, so you've got your marching orders now, people, and don't forget about that retweeting thing I mentioned in the break. But until next time, Excelsior! Excelsior.